Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators, and welcome back to the podcast. I had the most incredible weekend, and I had so many insights, and I just want to share them all with you. Um, And this episode is going to be really special for that reason. Um, But First, I want to share with you that my eight-week sexuality course is now open for enrollment. And so if you are looking to expand your sexual energy, if you're looking to improve your relationships, either in your partnership or if you're dating someone or if you're just dating in general or if you're just trying to really understand your own sexual energy, this really covers all of that. It's an incredible course. I don't feel shy in saying that because I know that it is. Um, especially after this weekend, I'm adding some of this information into the course. It's really going to be incredible. So that is my sexual awakening course. It's open for enrollment right now. And cart on that closes November 3rd. So definitely get on it. You can sign up at courses.allisonholly.com. Dot com. And I'll leave that in the description for this podcast in case you missed that. It's courses.allisonholly.com. Okay, so I want to jump right into this. By the way, it is my birthday, and um, I had some really, really crazy dreams last night, and I'm feeling the energy of the weekend, and I'm feeling um, the perfection of my birthday happening with all of these new insights coming to me. And so um, it's kind of a perfect day for me to be recording this. And the subject for today is a discovery that I made and expanded on over this weekend. So this weekend, I went to um, a conference called The Path to Passion. And um, this conference was put on by uh, Jaya and Ian And they do the erotic blueprints. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It is really, really incredible sexology um, discovery that these two have been doing for quite a while. Um, They're a married couple. Jaya is a a tantric practitioner and has just an incredible background in sexology. And she married her partner and they've been really developing this science um, behind the different ways that people express their sexuality and the different things that people crave to feel fulfilled. So in a lot of ways, it's like the, um, you know, the love languages. So we talk about the love languages. How do people feel loved? Is it touch? Is it words of affirmation and things like that? So the blueprints are all about, um, how do people feel loved through their sexuality? 
and how do people feel connected and what do they desire and what do they enjoy and really what lifts them up and expands them in that, in their sexual energy and their sexual beingness. Um, so as you can tell, I'm a huge fan, especially after this weekend and seeing them in person and seeing how they navigated this conference. And it was incredible. There were over 500 people there and I was just amazed with their ability to navigate that space with all of those people and hold that space. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and then also their integrity um, and, and who they are and what they really feel is their mission bringing this to the planet. And so I signed up for their coaching program because I feel as someone who's already doing sexuality coaching, um, there were many times during this conference that I thought, if the people that I'm working with right now had this information, their lives would be completely different. And my life has shifted so much over this weekend. It's kind of phenomenal. Um, and so I signed up to, to learn how to deliver this information to the people that I'm working with. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, one of my main takeaways from this weekend is that we are always always learning new things. There is not an end to it. Um, and especially in the realms of sexuality, this is a lot of fun. And also some of you might be listening to this and going, it doesn't sound like fun. It sounds really scary. That's true too. I want to bring up um, a really great point that was brought up over the weekend. Um, and as I've mentioned to you guys before, I my previous book, uh, the book that I wrote and published almost two years ago at this point, um, is called The Era of the True Creator. And that book is really taking, um, taking you from awakening, spiritual awakening, and navigating the, the first stages of that awakening. And moving away from dramatic paradigms, which you'll understand as you read the book, what that means, moving away from the dramatic paradigms into being a true creator, which is living present in the moment and allowing your true self to come through and making decisions and choices on that higher frequency level of being present. So dramatic creation is reliving old stories and as I've shared with you guys also, it was revealed to me immediately after I published that book. So in March of last year, it was shown to me um, and told to me very directly, Allison, study play because play is what your next book is about. And when I received that message, I was super excited <laughs> because the way that I wrote my first book was everything was downloaded into me. I received the introduction um, word for word. And then I also received the outline for the book. And what I did was I took all of the information that I had channeled over the previous three years. So I had my awakening. I started channeling. I transcribed all of my channeled notes because I'm a verbal channel. And so I would transcribe all of those notes. And then once the book 
outline was revealed to me, I took all of that information and plugged it into different parts of the outline to form a book. And so basically the book was written, but it took me two years to fully write it because as I was putting all of that information into the outline to form this book, I had to experience everything that I was writing about so that I knew as soon as I finished that book and I published it, I knew that it was real. I knew all of the information that was in the book. I've lived it. I fully know it. And so when it was shown to me, when I was told, Allison, your next book is about play, I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> here we go. I get to learn about play. And I knew it was going to be experiential because it, this new era that we're in, it has to be experiential in order for us to really convey the energy of what we're talking about. Um, because energy is very clear, right? Energy is very succinct. It's, it's, um, you can't lie with energy and that's a whole other story because really there is no truth. Um, and, and I'm not going to go into quantum reality in this episode because that's just a rabbit hole that is really, really delicious and I love it, but, um, it's taking us away from what I'm here to talk about today. But it's a good introduction to let you guys know that I, first of all, um, that there is no such thing as absolute truth and that, that because we live in a quantum reality, we're all forming our own reality and that that is us being a creator and that is us expanding. And also to let you guys know that it's been shown to me that I'm here to study play. And that gave me a huge green light to move into the realms of sexual exploration and to allow that to be something playful for me. Um, because, you know, I, like so many of you, in fact, I don't know that anyone escapes that in this life. I grew up with a lot of programming around sexuality and sex and what that meant and what was okay. And so I want to let you know, as I'm talking about all of this, that I have so much compassion for all sides of this experience around sexuality, that even though I might sound like I have a lot of freedom and a lot of joy, because I do, I really do, I feel very free in the realms of sex and sexuality and sensuality and um, all of that and the energetics of it. I feel very good and very comfortable and very free in that, but it took some work and I understand the limitations that we all place on ourselves in that realm. I understand the learning that needs to happen for those limitations to be lifted. So I just want to say, I'm going to be bringing up a lot of different topics, um, but I'm doing so with complete love and compassion for where everyone is within this uh, spectrum of sexual exploration and understanding. With all of that as the sort of intro, let me tell you what we're talking about today. Um, the question that I want to pose to you is, are you a sexual snob? Are you a spiritual snob in the realms of sexuality? 
So this came up for me because as open as I am, when I went to this conference this weekend, I made huge discoveries about myself and the limitations that I've placed on myself in the realms of sex and the ways that I've been looking at, the, at how other people explore sex. And I realized that I still have some snobbery in that area. I still have some, some things that internally I say, that's not appropriate. And this is appropriate. And I want to give you guys the definition of snobbery that I'm going to be using, first of all, because I understand there are areas that we don't want to go into in terms of sex. Um, areas that are actually inappropriate, areas that are non-consensual, that would probably be the biggest. But when I'm talking about snobbery, I'm talking about fear. I'm talking about an area that I shut down or possibly you're shutting down because I'm afraid. And that fear is never going to bring us into true expansion. It's never going to bring us into true creation. So when I'm talking about snobbery, I'm talking about fear. And that's where I want to um, shed some light on this time. So to tell you, I'm going to maybe go into some detail here um, to tell you what I experienced this weekend. Um, and I think a lot of you will identify with this. So I'm going to share with you what the blueprints are, the sexuality blueprints. There are five categories within the blueprint spectrum. Um, and when I say the words, just know that there's a definition behind them. So there is energetic. So somebody can be largely energetic in their sexual, um, uh, not exploration, but uh, I'm losing the word for it, in the way that they are sexually. Um, you can also be largely sensual you can be largely kinky. That's a top, uh, uh, sub, uh, um, <laughs> I'm losing my words. My brain is fried. That is one way to explore sex. And one way that people tend to, to portray their sexuality. You can also be sexual. And, um, then there's a category called shapeshifter, uh, which is really strong elements of all of those. So I'm going to very, very briefly describe each of these categories just so that you guys have a background. I'm also going to leave a link for taking this quiz so that you can know what your blueprint is because I just, it's fascinating. It's really helpful information. And like I said, I'm going to be working with um, people within these blueprints now. So I want you guys to know what your blueprint is. So um, let's see, what is energetic? Energetic means that you really appreciate the energy of sex. Um, something that's very typical for energetics is that they can have energy sex. So you can see that energy or being an energetic is really my blueprint. It's, it's the strongest for me especially since the realm that I work within uh, when I work with people tends to be very energetic. I do distance sessions. We do energy work. I do channeling. I help people energetically go into orgasm. So this is really where I tend to operate. Sensual. Um, sensual is someone who really appreciates diving into sexuality through the senses, through the sensory body. So touch, smell, taste, um, all of those things are very, very important to the sensual. 
kinky. Kinky is something that a lot of people place judgment on. Um, and I have, interestingly enough, when I went through my awakening, a lot of my judgment around kinky does totally dissolved because um, my consciousness expanded. And uh, it was really fascinating. So kinky is a little bit self-explanatory, but kinky can either be psychological or physical. So there's kinky with people who really like um, spankings or being tied up um, and things like that. There are also psychological kink people who like to, to have sort of that, you know, extended foreplay around um, the psychological aspects of sex. So for example, telling someone to do something and then letting that kind of sit for a few days you might be really turned on by that. That is a form of kink in this particular blueprint um, uh, ideology. And then shapeshift, oh, I'm sorry, and then sexual. And this is the one that I discovered I had a lot of judgment around still. Sexual is um, the category of people who tend to like just, um, they're really attracted to body parts. They're really attracted to just kind of getting in there and having sex, you know, maybe not a lot of foreplay. Um, also this area tends to be judged a lot too. I discovered I'm not the only one who had some judgment around this because sexuals are very, um, right now in our society, we're talking a lot about aggression. We're talking a lot about how this particular type is not the only way to have sex. And so there's almost a little bit of shame being brought up around being sexual um, because sexual means I like to get in there and I really like, you know, your genitalia and let's like join our genitalia and get down to business. Well, you can see that that is sort of the predominant um, way of going about things, at least on the surface level of our sexuality, we've got porn, we've got, you know, um, I mean, I hate to, to say it, but sort of like the date rape culture and all of those things really contribute to this demonizing around this particular blueprint when really all it is, is a particular way of expressing sexuality that some people feel very connected to. So, I want to share with you where my snobbery was and also share with you a little bit more about this blueprint. Um, the way that people within this blueprint feel loved, I want to reiterate this. This is actually a way of connecting and a way of feeling love is that they want to really get in there and have sex, whatever that means to them. They want to like have body contact. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel satiated and it makes them feel loved. And this is often misunderstood, particularly if you are a sensual or, I mean, if really it's misunderstood if you're any of the other ones. Um, and I, I just want to briefly mention Shapeshifter was the last blueprint type. It's a combination of all of the things and it's got its own sort of um, way of expressing. But I'm not going to go too much into that. I want to get back to the sexual. If you are someone who is largely motivated sexually through energy, a sexual person, being connected with a sexual person, you might have a lot of judgment around them because for you, 
as an energetic, what feels really good is having distance, is having space, is feeling seen as a, as a very important person, someone who's an individual. Um, it's very important for you to have some of that energetic foreplay to really feel seen is a big one. Likewise, for the sensual, if you're paired with a sexual, this can be really difficult because you want a lot of sensory foreplay. In fact, you might find it hard to not have um, the right music playing. If your partner's breath smells, you could feel really dishonored by that. And I remember, um, you know, in my marriage, one of the things, and, and this has been even in my dating life, because of my sensual nature, one of the things that really I had a hard time with is if somebody didn't dress up, like look really nice when they were dating me, I felt personally offended. And this is where the blueprints really, really help with interpersonal relationships. I felt personally offended because I felt if they weren't dressing up and looking nice and smelling nice for me, it meant that they didn't really care about me. I am now realizing that it simply meant that they were comfortable with themselves and they were expressing a different blueprint, that that wasn't important to them. And so it's so interesting how we translate these different things. But like I said, if you're essential and you're paired with someone who's very sexual, that can be a conflict because they want to jump right in in order to express their affection and love. And you want candlelight <laughs> and you want them to shower and wear perfume and maybe eat some food first. That is all, you know, the miscommunication that can happen between these blueprints. Likewise, if you are a kinky person, you might want some, some things that you judge yourself for, right? If you're kinky and you want to be tied up and that feels really good to you. And I honor that by the way, and I honor all of these different expressions. And I know that as I'm saying this, there are probably people in the audience who are like, well, kinky's not valid. That has something to do with childhood trauma, et cetera, et cetera. I'm here to tell you that is absolutely not true. And if you want evidence for that, let me know and I can talk to you about it. Um, because this causes a lot of judgment. The kinky persona, someone who enjoys the taboo, someone who enjoys you know, some of that as, as their sexual exploration. And it really, truly does not, bar none, always have to do with trauma. It really doesn't. There are a lot of people who enjoy being tied up who have never been traumatized in any sort of sexual way. Um, although, of course, we all have different levels of trauma. But there could be people who are highly traumatized who are purely energetic right? So it's not necessarily connected to any of these blueprints. So that's an area that receives a lot of judgment. My story is that I had a lot of judgment around the sexual type. Um, when I was growing up and learning to express myself sexually, what the predominant, um, you know, our social the way that things are in our society is predominantly sexual. And so I'm diving into, you know, sexual exploration. I'm in my twenties because, um, I didn't really start 
having sex. I started having sex when I was 17 and, um, it was very, very unconscious, very unconscious because I was essentially told sex was wrong. And so when I dived into it, I was really disconnected from it. So the way that I dove into it, of course, as you can expect, and and probably is similar to many of your stories, is that it was largely sexual. It was largely, let's take our clothes off and do this thing that we, um, you know, put our body parts together, okay? And um, there wasn't a lot of foreplay. There wasn't a lot of experience of like consciousness around it. There wasn't any paying attention to how does the room look, you know, none of those other things were really explored. And so as I came into higher consciousness, expanded consciousness with my sexual exploration, I started really pushing that away. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people, when they come into their consciousness and they recognize that their sexuality is their, their own. Um, they start to say no, like, no, it's, you know, I don't want to have sex, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful development. And, um, it can mean shutting down the sexual blueprint, the sexual blueprint that wants to have body parts touch and wants to have orgasm and really enjoys that aspect of sex. And we can move into this expanded ability to understand all of those other ways of experiencing sexual um, expression and energy, right? So we, we then dive into, you know, being full of pleasure all the time and being a sensual person. We might dive into the energetics of our interpersonal relationships with people, And so I did all of this exploration and I'm so happy that I have because I love it all. I still love it all. But what I realized when we were going through these blueprints at the convention, at the conference, is that I had a predisposed judgment around the sexual blueprint because of my own history. Because when I learned about sex, that's the only definition that I had, that sex was body parts touching that it was intercourse, that it was orgasm in a very particular way, that it was genital orgasm. And what I realized in that moment of recognizing my judgment, and this is really where I'm getting to with all of this, what I realized is that I am actually highly sexual and that that blueprint, which has, when I've taken this, this blueprint quiz, has registered as zero, but it's not actually zero because the mind and the body have a different way of perceiving things. And my mind was saying, no, I'm not sexual. Without realizing it, I had a lot of judgment around that blueprint type. And so I was rating it very low for myself. So now I get the chance to dive into this blueprint and rediscover it for myself, rediscover how much I actually like orgasm in the physical way, how much I actually like body parts and, um, you know, that very physical connection and kind of just getting down and into intercourse. Um, and, and all of the things It's actually a lot more broad than that, but I'm trying to summarize because, you know, I'm giving this entire 
breadth of information in just one short podcast. (laughs) So basically, I get to now explore that realm again as someone who has gone through an awakening, who has explored so much of these other realms. I get to dive into that physicality one more time and honor it as something that's very valid, as something that's very beautiful. And so I want to share this with you. I want you to take a moment and examine your own judgment. Where within the sexual realms do you have some judgment? Is there a person, maybe you can think of someone, maybe it's your partner, Maybe it's someone who you know in your in your friend circle, or maybe it's me. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that girl's real crazy, and she does all sorts of things, and she must not really be spiritual because she has this inclination or that. So I want you to examine that for a moment. I want you to just let it be. Let it be in your consciousness. Think of something that you judge. And I want you to just sit with it today. And... Let it be, let it percolate to the surface why you're judging that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be within the blueprints. It can really be any way that you explore sex. Are you someone who thinks, why is someone being all woo-woo about it? Can't we just have sex? And you have like that definition of sexuality and you don't understand why somebody would need a little bit of foreplay or why somebody would have an energy orgasm. What's the point in that? I want you to really look at this. I want you to journal about it. I want you to dive into this and explore, especially, especially if you're in a partnership that's having some trouble right now. I want you to look at this. And see how there might be some judgment around the way that this other person that you're thinking of is exploring or expressing their, sexual, their, their sexuality. And I also want you to look at when that is reflected outside of you, how are you judging it within? Are you not letting yourself go into a specific realm because you think that it's not appropriate in a certain way. And now I'm not talking about, remember, at the beginning of this podcast, I said snobbery is fear and fear and judgment, right? I'm not talking about non-consensual acts of sex. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about things that are perfectly consensual and that are part of the exploration and the expansion process. Another thing that I learned this weekend is this entire different area within kink that I really like. And as I'm exploring into that realm, I'm finding it integrate into my day-to-day life. And it's really fascinating how it is helping me expand my consciousness and how when I go into a meditative state, around it. Because honestly, when we expand, it's kind of freaky. It's a little bit nerve wracking. It's a little bit scary as we're expanding and going into these new realms with ourselves. It can be frightening. We can feel like, you know, here's what's actually happening is that we're expanding because we're creators and it's not a hierarchical thing. It's not, I'm low frequency. Now I'm high frequency. It's really not like that. It is expanding consciousness and there are low and high frequencies, but they're not better than or less than 
They're really, truly not. It's expanding into this multidimensional state of being where we're operating from all states simultaneously and conscious, as conscious as we can be within all of them. And so as I am moving my consciousness into understanding this new realm for myself, what it feels like sometimes is, oh, I'm going off course. What it actually is, is expansion. And it's just been shown to me time and again, um, told to me very directly through my guides when I'm in a channeled state. There is no course. You can't go off course. You are expanding. You are discovering. You're doing exactly what you came here to do, to be a human and discover and create and expand in all of these different areas. And it is so much easier and so much more fun when we're conscious. So being conscious, you know, if there's a rule of thumb, be conscious about it. And when we're highly conscious, we're in the heart. We are in the heart space. That is where we're operating from with the highest level of consciousness, with the most expanded level of consciousness. It is in the heart. So we don't need to be afraid that we're going in the wrong direction because the heart has the purity of the most perfect direction for us. So I really want to, um, you know, leave this with you, discover, push into those areas where you might have judgment and discover where it is that you're judging and why, and apply that to yourself. So if we're putting that judgment outside of ourselves on another person, really turn, turn your fingers, point it in toward you and look inward and say, what is it that I'm afraid of? Why am I afraid of this? And journal about it and discover about it. And I want to hear from you. I really want to hear how this has helped you expand, how this has helped your relationships. Because when we let go of judgment, we're able to just explode into this really beautiful frequency of love and growth and creation. So I'm going to leave that with you. Also, the reminder, if you want to expand, I have the most amazing course for you. It is that eight-week sexual awakening course. I'm so, especially after this weekend, I'm so excited. We already have a few people signed up. And again, cart on that closes November 3rd. Um, and if you're listening to this after November 3rd, send me an email if you would still like to be a part of it. You can get on the wait list for next time I open this, uh, which will be sometime in 2020. So it'll be a while because I have a lot of other amazing things that I want to bring to you. If you want in on it, I'm telling you, this is going to blow you wide open going to change so much in your life. We cover everything from how to awaken sexual energy within orgasm. We have a, an entire week on orgasm. We talk about the masculine and feminine principles. We talk about how to connect in a wonderful, safe, consensual, happy, exciting way to the rest of the world. And so, so, so much more. I have a couple bonuses in there. We're going to talk about sex magic we're going to, um, I have an interview that I did with wind. Who's my twin flame. And we're going to put that out there. So it's just phenomenal. Um, and I'd really love to have you in there because I love watching people and walking people through this expansion. All right. Lots of love.
truly and uh, be in touch. Bye-bye.